Welcome to Thrive, your weekly guide to living your healthiest life with Shannon Crow, certified health coach, and Marsha King, dietitian and nationally accredited nutritionist. Each week, we're going to cover all things health and wellness. So let's get to it. It's a very uh, medium temperature here today. We had a beautiful day yesterday, like in the 60s. It was so uplifting and some sunshine. Yes, I'm in all warm woolies today. Like I, and it's not even that cold. But for some reason, I think it's because it's damp that I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I have like 17 layers on it, all the <laughs> fluffies and yes. But that's okay. That's how we have. I know, right? The sunshine's good. I know, and it's like we got to take what we get, right? Oh, have you? Did you get your run in this morning? I need to get mine in. I'm ready. Well, I'm I'm on the injured list right now, so I have plantar fasciitis, oh. and my one like so bad, and so I'm doing one mile a day because I have my run streak. So, so I have to do my one mile when we're done talking. But I I did some cycling this morning, which if you're a runner, I hate. Like I feel like we all hate cycling. Yeah. And it's like it's, if you're a cyclist, you hate running. And that's where we're Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But you got to take care of that injury because you don't want to yeah. go backwards, right? <laughs> yeah. So I got an hour on the bike done this morning, and then I'll just do a quick little one mile on the treadmill where it's soft. Did you get your run done today? I'm going to after this. I'm chomping at the bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I just I just had a session and we were just talking about the sunshine and how how like imperative it does. Anyway, for my mood. I love yes. it, right? So I crave it we're talking about we need a beach we need some sunshine but we got to do it got to get out there and do it anyways right so what i find helpful is honestly like some sunshiny fruits help boost my mood and what I, I didn't hear that what oh, like sunshiny fruits like an apple a grapefruit i just got some mangoes at the store like something that feels kind of beachy so because i know the midwest here we have no sunshine hardly ever in the winter and it's awful so to me, any way you can like spruce or even buy like a bouquet of flowers from like even Aldi, like a quick, like a cheap grocery store bouquet, I find helpful because it kind of just brightens your day, costs less than five bucks sometimes, you know, you find a good deal. Exactly. The bright colors. I love the citrus idea. Talking yeah. about that, what are we, we're jumping into healthy foods for the new year. Yes. And so I was funny. So we were talking about this episode that we're going to do. And of course I listen to podcasts all the time in the car, on my runs, sometimes when I'm cleaning the house, like all the time. So I was listening to um, my best friend. Is it best friend energy? Have you heard that podcast? No, I haven't. Okay. So it's the girl, the girls, the ladies from the home edits, so the organize, organizing Netflix show and that whole company. I love their energy. And so once again, with all this cloudiness, I love their podcast because they're all happy and excited all the time. But it was funny because they were talking at the beginning of one of their episodes, I think it was last week, about rice cakes. Mm -hmm. And we've all seen the rice cake and they're like, we have all been taught. And I remember thinking this too, it's like, this is a healthy food. A rice cake is a great healthy food. But what's really in a rice cake? Like, is there really a much value in it? <laughs> Nutritional value? I mean, it's probably better than eating a candy bar, but... And so I just thought it was really kind of funny. Like we were all taught, this is a health food. You should be eating rice cakes. These are healthy foods. And really, is there really a nutritional value? Is it really a health food? I would probably say not. Is it a better option than some other things? Okay, sure. But it's really not what I would call a health food. <laughs> so I just thought it was kind of funny that there people are noticing that, oh, what we learned as kids or what we're taught through 
marketing teams, maybe not health foods. Exactly. And I think there was a big trend at one point, rice cakes, right? Low fat, right? So that's what we were all, we were gravitating towards eating the non-fats, low fats. That was a trend, you know, like yes. now we're into the keto with the carbs, you know, low carbs. But I guess the important thing, you know, this is my dietetic background. We got to look at what the food item is, right? What is in it? Okay. Yeah. There's no fat, but what else is in there, right? Are we got chemicals? Do we got really simple carbs, right? Those things actually end up turning into fat anyways, right? The way it burns in our body. Yeah. I mean, there are some really good, we work, I work with some um, clients that do some like whole grain rice cakes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that's a good one, right? That's a complex carb. That's going to keep our insulin at at a nice, even, you know, line. But let's talk about that. I mean, a lot of clients, when you're getting something you think is good, you're sometimes fooled. You know, you're fooled by what all the hype is about it. Granola is another one of my pet peeves. I think that, you know, people are, oh my gosh, it's so good and nutritious. But then when you actually look at the label, look at the sugar count, right? I mean, it can be anywhere from 10 to 20 grams of sugar. So, and not real yeah. sugar, meaning like from an apple or something sugar. It is sugar, 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 sugar. It's sugar, right. It's not a natural. Like all of our fruits are natural sugar with fiber, right? So those are all very good for us. We don't have to stay away from those, right? Those are actually very nutritious and fuel us with a natural sugar, which is good. But yeah, so I think granola is one that I talk about a lot. How about you? Have you find any, and we're going to talk about reading labels and all that good stuff in this episode, which I love, but what have you found that been some that have been kind of like deceiving or, you know, you think it's good. We talk about rice cakes. So I work a lot with people who are on the go. Cause I think that's pretty much everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, you know, we're talking, I have a gal who we were talking and she's like, well, I'm having sugar-free syrup in my coffee now. Okay. So sugar-free sounds like, Ooh, like we said, sugars, we turn into all sorts of other stuff in the body. Um, not talking natural sugars. But I think we've been taught to think that sugar-free yada yada, whatever it might be, is good for us. And as we talked about with the rice cakes or other, you know, processed foods, there's a lot of sugars and chemicals and extra, extra everything in there. Um, And so, well, yes, yeah, we're cutting back on the sugar, but right now adding more chemicals in. So I think all those, those labels, you know, fat-free, sugar-free, or, you know, whatever those marketing terms are I think it's such a huge confusion point yeah because typically on the scale of that you know you're removing you say sugar but then the scale tips with the chemicals or the sugar byproducts which just break down in your body the same basically as as sugar so right I mean I guess a clean product, and I don't want to use that so much as clean, but unnatural, right? We want to look at the ingredients. And the first three ingredients listed, that is basically what the most item is in that food item, right? Exactly. So order of of quantity, those ingredients. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we look at it, and it says, you know, oh, I don't know, we're looking at... Let's just say, for example, like our breads, right? When we look at that, we want to go with a whole grain. 
whole wheat is better than the white bread, right? That, that whole wheat is a medium. But when we look at the ingredients and I, you know, look at the first ingredient needs to say whole grain, right? That's what it, <laughs> right, what needs to be listed. And it can say this is low fat and this is high fiber and all of those good things. But reading the label is key. And that's something that, you know, a lot of the, I guess, public and like when I do my sessions, it's something that's, it's an educational thing, right? It's a, it's a learning tool, right? Because you're going and gravitating towards all the marketing and you're in the grocery store and this looks good, but just a quick flip around, right? Look at what those three first ingredients are on that item. And, you know, I mean, one of those things too, I, I was, it was funny. I ran into a friend of mine grocery shopping a little while back and she, she was like, it was scary watching you go through the grocery store because <laughs> I was like, uh, like a whirlwind. But one of those things, when you learn how to read labels, the first trip to the grocery store will take you extra time. But then once you've spent a time comparing the labels and figure out what is the best option or say, oh, maybe I don't need this bread this week because the, the healthy one with the real whole grains isn't available then I'm going to make a substitute. Once you start to get that brain, the mindset, you know, the products in your grocery store, it doesn't take you that long to grocery shop. The first time is going to take forever. You have to read every stinking label, but that's okay. You'll start to know which ones are the good ones for, you know, what your body needs, um, what your options are. And then it actually doesn't take that much time. I think that's what scares people too. I don't have the time. Take one day, one day to spend an extra long grocery shopping trip to compare all those labels. And then you know what to go for. What brands, you know, are the ones that have the least garbage and whatever that might mean for their product. Exactly. And I agree with that. I think then it becomes a habit like we talked about. But, you know, me, there's like the starting gate. I always talk about that, the starting line. It's a learning curve, right? Mm -hmm. It's something that if you're not familiar or have had any research education on, you know, it's just a little learning curve, right? But mm -hmm. then it becomes that natural habit, right? So I'm going to go get pasta. I'm going to go get the whole grain and I'm going to flip it around and make sure that that first ingredient says whole grain, right? And then, you know, from there it becomes just a, a natural, it's, it's just a habit, right? So I love how you said flip it around because a lot of the front is just pure marketing. Yes. All those claims, high in protein, but yeah, high, what does that mean? Like compared to what? Like check it out actually see what the label says because the backside does is legally not allowed to lie to you right exactly <laughs> yeah there's the a FDA. little bit more yeah. on the front so yes. definitely flip it around and then you just sp spoke about protein right and then you know big proponent of reading the ingredients so that's like kind of your you know your first little eyeball right these first three ingredients are they going to be good for me and then also, you said protein, like there's also labels that's going to tell us how much protein is in there, how much dietary fiber is in there, how much sugar count is in there, right? And added sugars. I think that's an important component of the sugars because depending on what the product is, it could be a natural sugar. It could be from the fruit mixed in there, or it could be that horrible, as I would call it, added sugar. There's so many sneaky. And, things. right. You know, there's the labels that like list the sugar as just different names, right? So we educate, I educate kind of like in our sessions on looking for what actually is sugar and what the name of it is, right? I mean, there's pure cane, which we know there's fructose. That's a big one. There's dextro. I mean, just, just learning what some of those disguised names 
all the oses are that's really it's really sugar right yeah yeah well the thing too is i've noticed because i know sometimes you can't get you don't have access to great produce during certain seasons right so you right. frozen yeah. vegetables fruit aisle still don't assume it's just the frozen vegetables a lot of times they sneak in extra salt and sugars and it's not a salt's not a bad thing but extra right you're not managing what you're taking in uh, and so it's usually better to add your own start fresh Do you i love exactly it exactly how much is going in there sugar salt anything like that you want to have control over Yes. And a good tip. And this, I go back to school, but like with salt, we do need it. Like our body does need the iodine. Right. Yes. But with that, and this was a, a trick that I still use today. You control, like when you're making or preparing, you control the salt. Like when we go out to eat, all those things taste so good. Right. Because there's the salt, the butter, the, all the things that you know, are flavorful, right? Very good. But putting a little bit of salt in when you're cooking in the palm of your hand and you're in control of putting it in and not just dumping, you know, here we are salting, right? Shake, 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 shake. You are in control of it. Kind of like salad dressings and things like that on the side, oh right? You're in control of it. But I love that with the sodium, you know, when you're cooking, right? The other thing I look for too is, and this can be after you get home or as you're just planning, you know, your meals for the week checking the serving size it's kind of funny my mother-in-law was cooking one day and i can't, i think here was flour it was something silly um but an ingredient she just happened to notice the serving size of the exact same brand she'd always bought had changed which means that the calories and the fat all that content was all, all, basically the same but the serving size has changed that means their process had changed and making whatever that ingredient was i can't remember now off the top of my head um but some of those things, just keep an eye out for that. Because sometimes I might say, hey, it's only 100 calories or only yada, yada, grams of fat or whatever. But what does that mean for the serving size? Oftentimes, it's a different size that we expect, smaller, bigger, what have you. Oh, exactly. I love that. I love that. Crazy. I hadn't really paid attention. I know and then another thing, you know, people, oh, it's low fat, so I can eat double the serving of it, you know, or something like that, which I got into. I mean, that was a yeah. little heavy. You know, and you're putting all cookies. I used to like when I was in college and shortly after, I'd like a whole box because they're low fat. And then you'd eat the whole box, and then you realize, oh, <laughs> why do I feel so icky? <laughs> right. What did I just ingest? And lots of other things. Yes, besides the no fat. <laughs> it sounded great at the time. <laughs> right. Right. I love this conversation. I just love it. I mean, eating is fueling our body and we want to put the best to work the best for us, right? For that increased energy, you know, weight loss usually becomes a byproduct of that, but just learning this, I love this conversation. Absolutely yeah. love it. Have you had clients ask you about that or has that ever come up or? Well, I've had a lot when people, the whole on the go thing, right? Like talking about healthy snacks to purchase and or to make. Um, and I've also had a lot of people talking about is when you go out to eat, healthier options and a lot of restaurants now make it easily accessible to get the nutrition facts um and you'll once again start to learn which restaurants tend to add less garbage and make it more of a clean like you said product it's not as processed maybe clean is yeah. the perfect word for it but it's not as processed yeah um, and so i think it's one of those things if you have a place where that you frequent you know, get that label or the nutrition brochure. It's online. It's super easily accessible mm -hmm. and figure out from there 
um, what your options are. Because some restaurants, even though they might do a lot of processed items, not everything might be that way. Um, so that's a big thing that we talk about in sessions is kind of how do, can you live your life the same way while improving it? Um, so you don't have to do massive changes because those don't stick typically. In the yes. Ones. Right. Deprivation usually does not work. I love that though. I mean, just going online before going to the restaurant. I love that and checking the menu out. So then you kind of have a game plan, you know, when you're there. Yes. I say when you're going out with friends, there's always that pressure of, oh, I'm going to get food. And then you start to switch your your plan, right? If you didn't have a plan, like, oh, well, maybe I will get the extra large French fries and the extra appetizer and things that you probably weren't even hungry for. So yeah. I love going into an event, especially if I, I you know, have my certain health goals. I know which, you know, three options I have. And then maybe I'll make a decision there out of those three options. That way I'm not blindsided. Because then you can start dreaming about, ooh, this sounds so good. I'm so excited for the roasted chicken or whatever it might be. Um, you're less that. likely to make an oopsie type decision that you'll feel icky about later. I love that. And piggyback on that, like I was just saying, like, look at the menu, maybe have a choice, but you have A, B, and C, right? So then there's some flexibility. Place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The other thing a lot of people talk about, because I feel like this is becoming a bigger and bigger topic, is organic and free range and all that good stuff, you know, and that's also can be more expensive. So how do you decide whether you're going to get something organic or not and when that's important? Do you have a, a strategy for that? Well, yeah, I am very... Um... I'm a big proponent of, and I'll tell you why, the pasture-raised eggs. Mm -hmm. We want to kind of gravitate towards that because the other eggs, the chickens are, are, are like all on top of each other. They're trying to keep them healthy. There's a lot pumped with a lot of antibiotics. So those things then, you know, become the product in the egg. So I am a big proponent of that. Also, salmon. This is very interesting. Um Wild caught is what we want to gravitate towards. It's full of omega-3, which is our anti-inflammatory. When it is like not wild caught and it's, you know, they're raised in like a river, all of that, they are full of omega-6. So those are our inflammatory, those are our inflammatory, excuse me. And sometimes I've even seen where they put coloring in the salmon to make it look yes. pink. And it's because it's full of all kinds of chemicals to keep the salmon healthy, right? So that's something I try to gravitate towards. Those are two of my big ones, the eggs and then like the wild caught fish, right? Because we're giving ourselves the best of that particular item. So how about you? Have you had any experience? I know organics sometimes for me, I'm not really my lane so I don't know right well and the, for me this is a new thing I'm getting into because I've always been on the mindset of oh gosh it's so expensive I've got to save the money you know and really kind of like we talk about lots of things in, in health and wellness you might save the money now or they save the time now but you're going to pay for it later when your body is sick or you know maybe you're having some hormone disruption or you know all sorts of things that can happen so my go-to for, you know, as far as organic or not, any kind of a meat protein. So like you said, fish, chicken, 
Um, I go organic, same thing with the eggs. Um, I rarely do dairy, but if I do, I try and go more organic on that route as well. Just because like you said, all those hormones that can, in antibiotics that they pump into a lot of these animals, who knows what's in there? So that's one where I'm definitely more strict on. Um, and then for produce, I always, I shouldn't say always, that sounds like I'm the perfect, I'm not perfect. I strive to <laughs> get <laughs> organic if it's something that I don't take a peel off of. So okay. With a lot of times the peel will protect the actual fruit or vegetable. Um, yeah. Not always, but often. And then there's the um, clean 15 and the dirty dozen. Have you heard about that? No, tell me. Okay. I, I have not. It. So the Environmental Working Group um, is this organization that puts out this list every year. And it's basically the Clean 15. Um, they have decided that year through their research that are the 15 items that you are so safe and don't worry about getting it organic. You know, you'll be fine getting it regular or whatever you want to call it. They're dirty dozen are like, you better if you buy this product. And I mean, they're, they're real foods, right? It could be like mushrooms or peppers or, you know, whatever. Those are the ones you really want to strive for getting organic because those are the ones that have been found to get the most pesticides and that sort of stuff. And if you just Google it, you'll find that list right away. I've, I've seen it on so many Instagram accounts too. Um, it's pretty easy to find, um, but it does change yearly. Um, I'm not sure if it's more than that, but definitely yearly based off of just farming practice. Their that. research. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love that. It's a good Speaking guy. of organic, you said your um, New Year's resolution. How's it going with yes. like the products and things? I mean, I, I mean, we're getting off sidetrack on food, which we're sure. talking about labels. We'll jump back in. But have you been able to find some good stuff? And so I'm working success? on looking for some shampoos and conditioners. I haven't picked one out yet, but I'm getting to the bottom of my shampoo and conditioner now that is not super natural. Um, so <laughs> I've been researching that. So I have no breaking news yet. Hopefully by next week, I'll have found something new because otherwise I'll have very icky hair. Um, <laughs> and I'm starting to get low on some cleaning products. So I've not purchased anything. Like I think in the next month, you'll start hearing some more news from me. So right now, it's so mostly with foods um, that I've been going more organic. But so there's things that I do go to the grocery store and every, like I got to the register this week and I realized, oh shoot, I did not look for an organic bell pepper. Ding, ding. But... The win is I did get organic protein, like meat protein. I got organic chicken. So it's like, okay, so I kind of failed. It wasn't a habit that was established yet for the produce. I wasn't going to make the cashier stop checking me out to go run back and check it out. But I did do well with the, the meat protein, the organic chicken. So you win some, you lose some. I It was a revelation. Oops, I screwed up. That's okay. So when I go back this week, I think that that learning moment of, oops, make sure you're on alert when you hit the produce section, um, I think we'll be okay. I love it. I mean, there's a win. And then even just the awareness, yes. that's a win, right? Yes. Yeah. I kind of bashed yeah. myself for a brief moment. I was like, no, no, no. You realize this before you even walked out the door. So it's okay. It's a learning moment. It's still January in the middle. We're still learning. <laughs> so Exactly. Time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, grocery shopping can be overwhelming or we can also sometimes enjoy it. Um, tricks, you know, there's so many things going through my head right now. I know I have clients who are like, I don't want to go because I end up buying this or this ends up in my cart and I didn't want that and this and that, right? So some clients will order ahead. Here's my list. 
you know, I'm going to get this. I'm gravitating towards the wild caught salmon. I know the produce I want. I know the extra items with the whole grain. And then they go pick it up. Right. And then they're not in the store and that's it. Um, And then we've talked about like, for me, if I go to the grocery store, I do enjoy going, but I try to stay on the perimeter, which sounds like people say, oh, you say that all the time and this and that, but you will find the more nutritious foods walking the perimeter, right? You start with the produce and then you go, you know, all the way around. And then there's like the dairy and the different things, but whatever you gravitate towards, I know for coffee, I've heard that oat milk or oat cream is a very yeah. good one. I like yeah. it. It's much yeah. it's the creamiest of the non-dairy. The milk. taste. Yes. Yeah. I, I've heard that's good. I recommend that one. Um, but just, yeah, I mean, just again, we talked about it. it's an education thing. You got to read the labels, but then it becomes old hat once you've got it down. Yeah. I love You want to look for high protein, high fiber, low sugar. I mean, basically. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I try my goal, and this is not usually most people's first step, is I just try to eat real food. Yeah, that's yeah. my goal. And of course, there's times where you just can't, or you've got a picky in your house, and you just, it's one of those days, you just, you do what you can. Um, but right. if you strive for real food, real whole foods, it's pretty hard to get it wrong. You know? And so we get anything processed and sometimes you need a, some sort of a pro, like an almond milk or whatever. Sometimes, you you know, to make almond milk isn't that hard, but it is a little bit finicky. So I get it. I, I buy my almond milk and oat milk as well. Um, but as much as you can buy real foods. Yes. It's just yes. easier in the long run than having yes. to juggle different brands when one is out and reading labels, you know, every single time. Yes. The goal is making an old hat situation, which I love that. I love it. Yeah. And then you just go, like I said, the perimeter, and then you're going to go into the aisles, but no, you're going to look and check out the ingredients again. I'll say it again. High protein, high fiber, low sugar, right? Yes. Kind of a rule of thumb. And then you said all natural foods. I made the other day um, just sweet potatoes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're wanting some complex carbs. That's It's just natural. A little olive oil, salt and pepper, or a little cinnamon. I mean, that's a natural, oh, and they're delicious, right? I mean, Super filling, super, um, you know, you feel satiated with eating something like that. You think you like, oh, this is, no, it's, you know, got to add a bunch of stuff to it. But it's a nice, clean, complex carb, right? I mean, I say clean, but you know what I'm saying. The anti-inflammatory is good for us. Yes. What's with those things, too? I go to the the produce aisle, and I get inspired. And sometimes it's not in that moment because maybe that was not my meal plan for the week, but I might see, you know, a new seasonal item I forgot about since last spring or whatever. I think, oh, I wonder what I could make with that. And then throughout the, that next week, instead of surfing Instagram for nothing, I search for a, a recipe for parsnips or whatever it might be. I and love it. Next week I go to the grocery store and I've got a plan because it's something it's so inspiring oh, I forgot about yada yada because I haven't seen it since last summer you know or whatever it might be and then coming up with new ideas to add to the rotation um I try to do a new recipe at least every other week if not once a week of course life happens sometimes but that way there's new things to add to the rotation arise oh, we don't like that in this house okay not doing that again but we tried it yeah 
I am going to actually incorporate that because I'm somewhat of a creature of habit, like on the produce. I know I go like, do, 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 do. Get this, get this, but there might be a beautiful eggplant or something that I'm just like passing over. I'm going to, I'm going to incorporate that. I love that. Yeah. Can't wait to hear what you come up with. I'm sorry. I can't wait to hear what you come up with. Yeah. And I've been trying some new recipes, doing things like that with my clean kitchen. So that's all been good. Um, yeah, I love this conversation. This has got me all fueled. I love it. Right? <laughs> I hate shopping, but I do love the grocery shopping. I think it's, it's super fun. It's a great way to be creative and it doesn't have to be as scary as I think some of us who have certain health goals make it up to be one step at a time. Exactly. Baby steps. Read those labels. I love it. All well, right. This friend. has been great, girlfriend. I've had so much fun with you this morning. I always love our time together. It is good. I love getting new ideas too. Very good. Yes. Yes. All and right. hopefully, yes. Listeners, if you have any good ideas, please share them with us. We would love to hear it. Got some exciting things coming in the future. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. Yes. And thank you for those people. In, we have listeners in Germany, which I think is fantastic. A lot it's of so listeners, but yes, thank you for those of you listening in Germany. Um, we appreciate you. And you. we'll talk to y'all next week. Sounds great. Have a great week. You too. Bye, Shan. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Thrive, your weekly guide to living your healthiest life. Head over to our Facebook and our Instagram and share with us your takeaways from today's episode. If you enjoy our podcast, please share with others and be sure to like, rate, and review. May you continue to strive to thrive and we'll see you next week. Thank you.